Howdy gamers, it's Leighton here from Leighton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, You get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash Leighton Night, or not. It's really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode... This is an unusual recording for me because I am on vacation right now with my daughter. It's a dad-daughter vacation. So I brought a beer. Oh. Whoa. Because today I am vacation daddy, and I am going to start this podcast off by opening up this beer. I'm going to do it into the mic. Ready? Cheers, vacation daddy. Hell yeah. Very good. It's Modelo time. It is Modelo Negra, not Especial, although I do like Especial as well. You weren't sponsored then, we are now. Hell yeah, we should be. Could you drink from it and like give us a quick little like ad read of having a daddy soda on vacation? Just, you know, speak from the heart. Yeah, here we go. Hmm. Modelo Negra. Hell yeah, daddy. Fabulous work. Fabulous work. That's the catchphrase. Modelo is our go-to tour beer. Usually the light one, but I like it. It's a good post-show beer. It's not too heavy. And now it's become one of my go-to home beers as well. We did Heine for a little while. Uh-huh. Oh, a little Heine? Also a solid choice. Yeah. Now we just chug like chocolate syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's hard syrup. I don't know how old you guys are, but I have a vivid memory of that Nickelodeon show Rocket Power. And there was an episode where they were all skating on chocolate syrup. And now that's all I can think about at this moment. I don't remember that, but I do remember Rocket Power and the cool theme song. Yeah. Action Kids in Fun Condition. So I was looking at like a Better Call Saul stuff in anticipation of the season finale. We've talked about this show extensively on the show. It's the best. I love it so much. And I love Ray Seahorn as as Kim. And so I was looking up like, you know, Ray Seahorn stuff. And then I saw some link to Kim Wexler's feet. Dude, but people are crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, she serves a lot of feet on that show. She kind of does. What I stumbled upon was there's a whole Kim Wexler's feet meme population where it's it's mostly people complaining that they're not seeing enough foot (laughs) on the show and look i i don't particularly notice when people do or do not have their shoes on or off yeah me either i never used to but i do now because of this right because you know there are people out there who it's mostly done as a joke right it's not like a serious thing although there are definitely foot people out there right but so i looked at a few kim wexler foot memes which if you Google Kim Wexler feet memes, I'm sure you'll see these out there. There's oh, yeah. 
How many there are, I don't know. But, okay, mild spoilers for Better Call Saul, everybody. All right, mild, mild spoilers. In the last couple episodes of the show, every time she was on screen, all I could think about was, is this going to provide meme fodder for these Kim Wexler foot meme animals? That's a valid thought, though. Anything happens with feet now. You know, it's such a popularized meme. Jackson, did you eat the rest of your grapes? I actually got more grapes and then I ate them. Wow. Look at all these vines. Look at all these vines. You sound like me in 2017. (laughs) Are grapes still like the pretentious fruit? I think that belongs to pears. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Well, you know what, Nate? I'm going to agree with you because if you're an old fancy person, you would never gift someone a crate of grapes, but you would gift someone a crate of pears, right? Oh, wrapped in the foil. The Harry and David's bullshit. Yeah. If it's interesting enough to warrant a question, like why pears? Because I would totally ask why pears, but I wouldn't ask about grapes really. I'd be like, oh, thanks for the grapes. I feel like all of this is a holdover from like 200 years ago when fruit was hard to find for many people. And, you know, it was like, holy shit, an orange? What the fuck? You know, that, that kind of attitude. You know, I'm sure we've all read these books from the, whatever, mid-19th century and a kid gets an orange for Christmas and loses his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. like that, that kind of thing. I feel like the pears kind of fall into the same yeah. general wheelhouse. Yeah, I think grapes are only the most pretentious if you have a full bundle of them and you or a pretty lady is like feeding them to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. aerially. Okay. okay, well, I did eat them like that, but that was off camera. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just prefer to eat them like that in privacy? Yeah. Are you still an asshole? Ha- have you ever done the thing where you grab a bunch of grapes and eat it like an apple? Just go, yes. <laughs> like, just do that. And then you're <laughs> biting like half grapes butt. and the juice is like coursing <laughs> down your mouth. That sounds awesome. And then you start screaming. Yeah, then you start screaming. That's right. It's the most decadent thing. Yeah. It was like the best trip <laughs> the target I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's monstrous, Brian. I feel like that's like Emperor Nero type stuff. I could see that for like the little tiny, teeny baby grapes. Champagne grapes is what you're referring champagne to. Champagne grapes. Oh. Yes. I've got champagne problems and champagne grapes. Champagne I'm in champagne without the sham. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Jack. Thanks. Is that unique to you or is that from uh, something? Uh, just crazy good at jokes. No, I read it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I read it on Twitter or uh, Instagram, but I definitely use it like I made it up. Great. Perfect. And you do it with style. Drive it like you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it. Both of you have beautiful hair. What's your oh, hair routine? Thank you. Oh, Layton. That's so kind of you. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that to you, Brian, the first time I met you. I was like, you have beautiful hair. Thank you very much. It's my most notable feature. I will say for a man of my advanced age, it is notable to me that I am not thinning in terms of the hair. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but usually when you hit, let's say, 40 or so, uh, if it's going to start going, it's probably started to go by then. And so far, I'm holding strong. So we'll see what happens. Looks pretty thick. Thank you very much. People say that about a lot of my body parts. I was going to supplement it with the, that's what she said, but I was like, no, going to be mature. You have to use my catchphrase, which is people say that about a lot of my body parts. (laughs) (laughs) The diction is what's important there. It's like the Dr. Strange, you know, fake American accent. People say that about a lot of my body parts. Kind of. (laughs) No, but we were talking about checking out your hair. Well, Nate has the devil's curly hair and Mm. I have like average (laughs) 
cool guy. Just generally sick. Self-described <laughs> cool guy. Cool guy, no stress, cool car, couple of them. Like, <laughs> you know, have you guys seen I Think You Should Leave? Of course. What do you fucking think? Yeah. <laughs> then I would have to have triples, otherwise the rest wouldn't be true. <laughs> triples, right? One of the all-timers. So happy they got Bob Odenkirk in on that shit. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. That show is so good. I think that was the first show that ever made me laugh cry. Oh, really? Yeah. Same. In the first season with the receipt where he's like, let my wife eat the fucking receipt. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, just killed me. I was just rewatching the Turbo Team oh, one, yeah. oh, which is God. a classic. You're not part of the Turbo Team. You're not part of the Turbo Team. It's a joke hole. That one and the, uh, <laughs> it's just for the motorcycle one. Yeah. The like Harley Davidson aliens that think everything's a motorcycle. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. I love, yeah, his ability to, or I should say their ability, since it's obviously a whole crew, take something that you feel on paper would never possibly ever work and oh, yeah. make it extremely funny. You know, he was a writer at SNL for a while. And I think I saw something where, where some of those sketches at least were rejected SNL sketches. And you can completely see them yeah. dying on the vine in a read-through where people are like, why? This is not funny. Like, yeah. What is funny about this? And then they're like, you know what's going to be really funny and incredibly topical thing where we run the exact same joke into the ground for the next 10 minutes? What if we do yeah. that? That would be fucking hilarious. It's so honest and specific. Yeah. It's like these real awkward situations that actually happen. That was like my first thought too when I heard about the SNL thing. So I was like, that makes total sense that these were rejected. There's no, yeah. there's no way. You know, SNL is the kind of thing, and this isn't always the case, but often if you have a very strong particular voice, and like Julio Torres would be a counterexample, I guess, to this, but it seems like SNL is maybe not the best fit for you personally, yeah, right? Definitely. So many of those sketches are just so great. And what's really interesting to me too is how they get better with every watch, a lot of them. Like mm. you keep picking up on more stuff and some of the acting is so good that yeah. it's just like very specific choices. It just gets better and better and better and better. And that's not really true of all sketch comedy, yeah, you know? Totally. And like how they can go from like the one sketch where he's like, he's holding the baby and the baby cries. And he's like, I used to be a piece of shit. Like that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then the end of it hits you so weird because it's like, it's hilarious because they're like doing yeah. the sloppy steak bit. Yeah. But then he like looks at a baby on the beach and you feel like this certain way. And I don't feel like anyone could really tap into that, but that. Totally. There's like a lot of pathos, especially the uh, haunted house one. Yeah, that's exactly oh, the yeah. one I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the one. Have you guys seen the behind the scenes video for uh, Coffin Flop? Uh, There's like a whole article of how they did all of them and, you know, the research that they did to make sure that the Coffin Flops were as funny as possible of having breakaway (laughs) bottoms on coffins. I think it's like a Vulture article or something. I didn't bring shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't fucking do this. (laughs) That, exactly that tone I think that's why, especially seeing him with Bob Odenkirk, who is one of sketch comedy's other great people at getting mad. You know, Bob Odenkirk saying, God damn it. You know, (laughs) and then uh, Tim Robinson. Yeah, come on. I didn't do that. You know, that kind of like petulant sort of bullshit. It's so fun to see the two of them next to each other. But neither of them is tapping into that. There's this potential energy that's trapped between them of people who can get mad really well. 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like Will Arnett would do really well on that show, too. 100%. Yep. Yeah. He crushes that vibe. He's the, come on, come on, you know. Come on. Yeah, that's better. Wow, Jack, stellar. Thank you. <laughs> While we were in the intermission, I was going down YouTube, and I came across that scene from Hot Rod, where, like, she leaves him, and he's like, bag no, bag no. She's like, get in the car. That's a really good one. Yes, absolutely. We are big Hot Rod fans here. Yes, although I had not seen it until about a year ago or so. I talked about this on the show. Same. And I don't know why. Like, it's one of those things I should have seen. I love those guys. You would have thought I would have seen it forever ago. And I knew Layton liked it a lot. It was just like, you know, trying to find something to watch some night. And I was like, okay, fucking let's do it. And I was enthralled. Had the same reaction. It took Nate and I how long we were just late to the party because like it always got brought up to us we were like oh yeah i gotta watch it you know like when you say oh yeah i gotta watch that like 11 times and you're yep. like, probably never gonna watch it now yeah it turns 100%. into sort of like a fuck you of like yeah exactly no, i'm yeah. really not gonna watch it now i'm gonna wait five years it is a fuck you in like the weirdest sense because like yep. you don't necessarily mean it like that but it is and yeah just late to the party and then i finally watched it and i was like i'm an idiot I know. <laughs> the surest way to get me not to watch something is to have someone recommend it to me because then I'll just yeah. be like, <laughs> yeah. I guess no, come on. Well, and then they start talking about it. And yep. then you're like, oh, cool. I know like the gist of it now. Right. I want to know nothing going into a thing. I want to come out of the thing knowing that nobody is talking about it. Like I don't want to watch it while it's trending yep. or like that sounds yeah. very contrarian, but it's just like, I don't want other people to talk about it. I just want to enjoy my shit in silence. Totally. And I want to choose yeah. the shit that I consume and not yes. feel beholden. Meanwhile, I am recommending shit at everybody constantly. It's so. literally part of this show. Yeah, it is structurally a part of this show. That's very true. Yes. But I think my most recent one is one of the first things that we've had that multiple people of what's popping is everything everywhere all at once. Oh, and yeah. I've had like 10 people emphatically tell me to watch it. And it's like, all right, I'm never watching this. And I famously didn't like it that much. Oh, really? Yeah. I just got back from Atlanta and my manager and I were on a plane together. We both watched it at the same time. And so I watched it and I was like, this movie is fucking awesome. I was like looking over like, did you see the like hot dog finger? Like, I'm like, <laughs> and like she turned it off halfway through because she didn't like it. Why didn't Whoa. she like it? Do you know? I think she felt like lost by it. Like it was just okay. kind of like confused. Like she didn't really get it. And like, I don't even know if I got it. But I fucking loved it. I was like, but you had hot a good dog time. fingers. Yeah. I didn't understand much, but I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, I certainly didn't understand it either. Hey, I was in a bad mood when I saw it, so that might have had something to do with it. But also, it felt a little try-hard to me. Felt mm. like it was going a little too hard to the, and what if, you know, there was a universe where everyone was donuts and the donuts were mad, you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> donuts were mad. I yeah. it, <laughs> but like, it, it felt a little bit trying to be weird, which is something that I don't react well to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, what else have you guys been watching lately of your own volition and not pressured by any other party? Uh, my life crumbled before me. <laughs> 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 I've been uh, re-watching Drake and Josh before I oh, go nice. to sleep. That's been nice. So you're going to have to explain to me what that is because I'm old. Wait, is that Drake Drake? Like, no. like do you love me, Drake? <laughs> like grooming minors, Drake? Yeah, Canadian <laughs> rapper Drake and Josh Homme, I assume. Josh Homme, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I think he just beat him up or something again. Yeah. 
But no, it's like this old, like, well, not old. Mid-2000s. Yeah, mid-2000s, like, Nickelodeon sitcom type deal, like, fake laugh track, and it's Josh Peck and Drake Bell. And Miranda Cosgrove in her breakout role. Her, I know. Or did she do School of Rock first? I forget. I think it was, like, between, like, the first and second season she did School of Rock, I think. Mm -hmm. So you guys were, like, little watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty small. You know what's nice? Normally when we have guests on this show, they're at least 30 or into their 40s. And then I get dunked on for being a baby. And now Brian doesn't know our references. Dunk on all three of you. (laughs) No, no. I think we should all just acknowledge up front that the pop culture I grew up with is just inherently better and more valuable than anything you assholes saw when you were (laughs) children because that's the way the universe works, right? I mean, the thing is, I can get made fun of for being a baby all you guys want in this chat. But the thing is, I'm a baby. I can shit myself anywhere I want. (laughs) Who wins? I do. You know what? That's a choice. Not shitting yourself is a choice we make every day. It's a choice you don't have to make. It's a bad choice, in my opinion. I mean, that's just me. For a while, this is a potential NSP tweet, was people who say don't shit where you eat vastly underestimate the ease of shitting where you eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Brian, I think that you need to have a specific theme song for any time you talk about a draft tweet. Oh, well, actually, that's my lemon this week, which we'll get to later involves draft tweets. Well, and also like telling people what's in your drafts, like it's super funny is sort of like when you're telling a story, but the whole point of the story is so you can share what funny thing that you said. Yes. But worse. It's like explaining your dream to somebody. Nobody fucking cares. (laughs) If it was interesting, they would have dreamed it. Am I right? (laughs) I took maybe to the vet today and she was really good. And there's like a little pet store. So I went in there and I got her these treats and they're like wild tuna jerky. And the lady recommended them for like sensitive stomachs. That was my nickname when I played football. (laughs) (laughs) But these things, I don't know why I didn't foresee this being an issue, but this shit's so dank. It's like, yeah, that's tuna. That's tuna, all right. I didn't know that you could do yeah. jerky with tuna. Stereotypically, cats are like the tuna people and dogs are like the beef people, right? She loves it. Well, she's got her sensitive stomach. So I was like, what are sensitive dog treats? <laughs> can, can you say sensitive with that stank on it again, please? <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> there we go. I like that a I'm lot. very sensitive. Wild tuna. Why did that just kill me? <laughs> I just imagine you like running around the field and the other coach is like, it's wild tuna, get his ass. He's not on the team. There's like four guys like chasing you and you're like juking the shit out of them. If your image of me playing football involves me moving quickly or indeed at all (laughs) or being on the field for any length of time, then you are vastly overestimating how how much uh, field time I got. Yeah, that's why they called you wild tuna because you're wrapped in plastic (laughs) laying on a bed of rice. Oh my God. I did play football for two years in seventh and eighth grade. And I was terrible. Actually, it's so funny. I was just thinking about this the other day, probably right around then, I think while I was on the football team, we had like PE, we had to do some football thing in PE. And the coach was explaining the line of scrimmage. And I was like, wait, what? So there's like this invisible line and I'm just supposed to know where it is. And he was like, yeah, it's like where the ball starts. And I didn't get it. And he ridiculed me in front of everyone else in the class. And yet I played football, quote unquote, played football anyway, because it seemed like the thing to do for me. Why? I couldn't tell you. 
what is the line of scrimmage? Well, you're asking the wrong guy. There. It's where okay. the ball <laughs> yeah, starts. It's where the ball lands. I think it's where it starts. I don't remember. <laughs> but as I recall, it's like, okay, so here's the football field. And the ball starts somewhere. And then there's an imaginary horizontal line that Got goes it. across the field. And that's where you measure things from, maybe. Mm-hmm. So if you got to get 10 yards down the field, that's the starting point. Although, asterisk, I don't know what I'm talking about because this is a sports <laughs> thing, so don't take me seriously. That's a chunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made the game. Yeah, I was bad at football. I played for two years, quote unquote, played, I think I was on the field maybe for 20 minutes total, and then showed up to the first day of football practice in ninth grade and immediately got ridiculed by a different coach and was like, fuck this, I'm out, and then moved to something closer to my speed which is to say math. When I was in the fifth grade, we would go out on recess and play football, like mm-hmm. in this big field. In Arizona or where? In Arizona, yeah. So like after we'd fight like 16 Gila monsters to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Gila, Gila monsters. Gila monsters. <laughs> oh, thank you. So we were like playing football one time. I throw a bunch of people like, you know, kids like bumping into each other and shit. And like the last time I ever played football, I was playing quarterback, all-star. Could have gone pro. Mm-hmm, of course. And then threw the ball. As soon as I threw the ball, this kid in my class, who remained nameless, obviously, pushed me. No, come on. Name, 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 <laughs> name, right. name. Lucas. Boom. Pushed me. <laughs> I, I really just wanted a first name. Jerk, bleep the last name out there. <laughs> no, dox him for this. I don't shit. Committed yeah, 20 years ago. Oh, my fucking life. <laughs> so, so he pushed me, and I fell backwards, like arms up, like Naruto, but like backwards and just broke oh. both my hands. Oh, oh no. Oh my <laughs> so God. I get up and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. It's whatever. And like, we go inside and like, yep, you know, say that, girls yeah. are like, is he okay? And they're like, he's fine. And they're like, thank God. And so I get back in class and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of thirsty. I pick up my water bottle with my backpack and I'm like trying to open it. But my hand is like... <laughs> fucking bionicle oh i'm like well, you tried to use your broken and i'm like, like looking up my fifth hands. grade teacher and he's like you okay i'm like no i, I don't think so like i'm like trying to open this and he's like um yeah just go to the nerds and there wasn't like upfront fuckery afoot with my hands it was just like they weren't purple yet basically and so i was just kind of holding them yeah. like weird and so i go to the nurse and she calls my mom my mom shows up bless her heart and she's like Come on, we're going to the hospital right now. And she like takes me to the hospital and then I get Wait, okay, dive into this mom impression <laughs> a little bit more. Okay. So our mom, we're pretty tight with our mom. And so we're going on tour. We leave on Tuesday, a week from today. Short little tour. And my mom's like, Well, you know, I was reading, um, I was on Facebook and they were talking about alligators in Florida. And they're not just in the in, in the lakes. They they walk on the sidewalks and they're they're there at night. That's when they come out. And if you go by the ocean, Jackson, I'm I'm serious. Don't laugh. I'm serious. Jackson, they're sharks. <laughs> I was like, Mom, what the fuck you think we're doing in Florida? Like I'm not I'm not going lake jumping in Florida. Like we're not playing like a swamp. Like we're playing a venue, like it's fine. If anything, like, it's more likely that we get, like, I don't know, carjacked in Florida than, like, an alligator attacks me. Like, she thinks we're going to Florida to fight alligators. And she's like, you guys are not taking this seriously enough. You did not even bring spray. Gator spray. Yep, you got a gator spray, of course. Yeah. We had a whole conversation last night about bears. 
<laughs> it was my dad's birthday last night. So we're like all eating dinner and we're talking. And she's like, if you see a bear, like, cause I'll go hammock with my friends. Did you, wait, 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 sorry. Did you use hammock as a verb just now? You go hammock? Yeah. What does that mean? You go and you set up a hammock and then you just chill? I just chill. Great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. Like I said, I'm a pretty chill guy, no. you know? Yeah. <laughs> chill. Cool guy. Cool chill guy. Yeah. I up there in my hammock, throw my cigarette butts on the ground. On bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bears. Yeah. Make sure my plastic's everywhere when they I leave. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. If you're not leaving more than you brought in, you're doing it wrong. Right? Exactly. You've got to give nature something to fight back against, otherwise it won't get stronger. Yeah. That's how I like to live. Dangerously and like an asshole. But yeah, so like we'll go up there and she's like, You gotta look out for mountain lions. Do you know what to do if a mountain lion sees you? Do you know what to do? I was on TikTok and this lady got followed <laughs> by a, a mountain lion. Oh, a mountain lion. I like that. <laughs> a, mountain lion. a mountain lion. And then we started talking about the difference between like grizzly bears and black bears. And Nate and I were like, well, black bears are like generally afraid of you. They say like if it's a black bear, then you should fight back. Oh, really? Yeah, if you're able-bodied. Because they're smaller, right? Yeah, but the grizzly bear stuff is like lay down and just... Accept your fate. Just become the bear's bitch and act like you're dead, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But like the thing is, if she says anything about a bear and you're like, well, like we're not really going to see bear or like you try and relieve the situation. Mm-hmm. She takes it as like, they're going to go fight a fucking bear. And they're not <laughs> listening to me. And like, you know, it's like a whole yeah. thing. And so today I got home from work and she sent me this thing and she's like, she sent me like a video of a black bear. She's like, that's not as big as a dog. Like, that's all it said. <laughs> we had said that like baby bears were like about as big as a dog. Yeah, last night I was like, black bears are the size. If you could imagine like a really, really big dog. <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. Big dog, wild tuna. That's right. Classic alpha. <laughs> wild tuna. Classic alpha. <laughs> that's a classic wild tuna moment right there. Okay, get ready. We're only half an hour in. Uh, But okay, finish the hand story. Oh, yeah. So I got both my hands broken, right? I went to the hospital and they're like, yep, you broke your fucking hands. So I broke my wrist on this hand and then I broke like my thumb, like this part Mm -hmm. on this hand. Mm. And so I had a cast here and a splint here. The reason I got a splint was so I could still play guitar, which was stupid. I probably shouldn't have done that. So like two weeks later, I'm back at school. My hands are like all bundled up. I'm like Edward Scissorhands, but like there's no danger. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'm just like the least dangerous person. And I'm walking around out in the field, like not running, not doing anything, like just kind of by myself. And then I stepped in a fucking hole. I don't know who dug the hole for what. It was at least four and a half inches. And I like stepped in the hole (laughs) and my ankle like twisted so hard that that when like that cartilage, like that snaps your ankle back into place. When it did, it over snapped it. Oh, so God. I broke my fucking ankle oh, like two weeks later. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I have one leg. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. That's when you just go for four out of four on appendages. Yeah, just that's like, right. Someone else fucked me up on this one. Yeah, just misery the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So you're, this one, you were like 11 or something at the time. Yeah, I think I was 11. Wow. Rough time. Uh, speaking of rough times, everybody, this is late night. Brian Wecht. Over here we have Layton Gray. Hello, that's me. Mystery guests. Would you care to introduce yourselves? But first, I would ask you to pick a moniker similar to Wild Tuna with which to identify yourselves. I know that it's hard to come up with something that um, alpha. Like a fun nickname kind of thing. Okay. Nate, you want to go? 
first. Wow. Mm. Dick move. <laughs> Sexy turkey. Sexy turkey. Cool. My name is Jackson Diesel Vanderpaul. Great. I didn't know we were doing those. <laughs> That's cool. You went, you went with the existing naming convention, yeah. which I respect. And you do a thing that I want to give away. We do. But you're about to tell us. We're in a band called Viper Club together. Mm-hmm. And I sing in the band. Mm-hmm. Nate plays the dwams. And then, uh, I mean, the, the kick-ass drums. We've been doing music together pretty much since he was 14 and I was 16. Love it. And then just kind of had a really fortuitous life in being musicians and have gotten to do some pretty cool stuff. One of the things that I was at least there for was the Thunder and Lightning session. Yeah. A lot of fun. Both of you. That was cool, yeah. Yeah. Just that one for NSP? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, you guys have done the Shadow Academy stuff uh, as well with uh, Danny and Jim. And maybe some other stuff that I'm leaving off here. You make cool music videos. Yes, there's that. Yeah, that's like my favorite part of Viper Club is doing the music videos because I'm such a nerd about it. They are fun. Besides the summer shoots in Phoenix. Oh. (laughs) The first time we ever did a music video for Viper Club, it was Beatrix. It's like Kill Bill kind of themed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hottest day of the year. Which means like 120 degrees, right? Yeah. At least. It was like the hottest day of the year. And we didn't realize that, but we were up at like... I think 6.30, and we went out by the Superstition Mountains. There's this church. It's not like a church church. It's like a touristy church, and it's Mm -hmm. attached to like an old like Western bullshit touristy thing. Yes. I imagine that's the only one of those in Arizona, right? Yeah. That's the only one. So they're super cool, though. They'll let you like shoot if you get there early before they open. And so we filmed like this whole scene there and took Nate's El Camino. A Breaking Bad story. Yeah, decided to (laughs) die in the garage. But we were there and it was like seven o'clock in the morning. And I think it was like 105. Oh my God. And like Nate and I were wearing these like ski masks. I was about to say, yeah. It was so bad. I mean, look, there are many other people you could talk to that might sympathize with you having to wear a mask in a music video, but I am not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, famously, the lower half is all you see of Ninja Bryant. Damn. Yeah. First, I took that like a COVID thing and I was like, that's valid. And then I was like, oh shit. Ninja Brian. Ninja Brian. Brian the mouth whacked. Oh, that would be a great mask. Just, yeah, just that. And the (laughs) eyes and the back. And then there's nothing else. You should get one that has the eyes are painted on. Like if you're at a show, like someone just thinks your eyes are out. I love that. Mm. And that is like mesh so you could actually see through it, but it's not your eyes. Yes. And then if you want to go to sleep and take a little nap. No one will know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I have uh, ping pong balls, half ping pong balls that I carry with me that look exactly like my eyes. So if I want to get a little shut eye, I can just put them right <laughs> over top of my eye and just and lay down. And you do down. Like contacts too, of course, right? Yes. Like you got to get it under the, you gotta the get lid. It yeah, I go through a lot of saline solution for those because you do have to sterilize them pretty mm. thoroughly. What were the very first contacts like? Because the only way I can imagine that, I'm sure they weren't like this, but just like slipping a little glass disc in your eye. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Soft contacts didn't exist for a long time, I think. Like the original contacts were all hard pieces of, probably not glass glass. At least when I first got contacts, which is probably 2004, 2003, something like that. I remember being given the option of hard or soft. And now the idea of a quote-unquote hard contact <laughs> is like, 
Well, you actually, do you guys know how you make hard contacts? Mm-mm. You take you soft, soft contacts, contacts and you just rub them for a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you very much. Uh, but there's like an old movie or TV trope of, oh my God, I dropped a contact and then people are walking around and you hear crunch because someone oh, stepped oh my on God. it. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore. Hard yeah. or soft contacts just feels like smoking or non-smoking. Yeah. One's the obvious choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to chuck clouds in either one. <laughs> it's like... I'm not going to have a sign tell me how to enjoy my meal. I know. Shut up, Chili's. I can do whatever I <laughs> <Yeah>. want. <laughs> All of Chili's is the smoking section. All of Chili's is the <laughs> Are you old enough to remember smoking on planes? Not planes. Probably not, right? Mm-mm. Not planes, but smoking in restaurants, totally. Oh, I remember being little and taking plane trips. And there was like the smoking section in the back of the plane, which is literally the dumbest thing because there's nothing that separates it from the non-smoking section. The first time I went to Europe, I was on an exchange program in Spain. And so we had this like transatlantic flight. I was 13 at the time. And the plane was just filled with smokers the entire time. It was fucking awful. That sounds awful. I still remember it. Yeah. Why would you do that? So dumb. Yeah, I'm afraid enough on a plane as it is. I don't want to be introducing fire, carcinogens, other yeah. people's cigarettes, which, you know, no. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And it's just gross. It's fine if I'm ripping a fat cigar, but I don't want to smell other people's cigars. Yeah. yeah. We know you love to smoke those stogies <laughs> midair. Yeah, they're my favorite. <laughs> that's your brand. Oh, you're supposed to smoke them. Yep, that's what yes. I'm known for doing. Hard-hitting Hollywood agent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Brent got me into it. <laughs> oh my God, Brent and his fucking cigars. Smells usually don't get me in a nauseous place, but cigars, like being mm. in, a, say, a bowling alley. Some homies are tooting on some horns there. No, that's like an immediate, I feel ill. Yeah, I get that. When I, I think of cigars, the only thing I can think of is the cigar clipper and then the beginning of Darkman, the Sam Raimi movie where yeah. the bad guy, Durant, as in Darkman 3 might be the return of Durant and then Darkman 2 is die, Darkman die. I can't remember. I might be flipping those. If someone's dick isn't going in the cigar cutter, I'm out. Yes, it was a finger, not a dick. Uh, yeah. It was right there. It's right there, yeah. That one's free, Hollywood. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad watching this movie. I still don't remember the name of it when I was a kid, but I walked by the TV at the exact moment that this guy was like hand behind the back. Finger in the cigar cut. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is that? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh my God. This like scarred me as I'm a gonna child. I'm going to Google this Could one. be a Mission Impossible, uh, but I could also movie, be very wrong. finger cut off cigar cutter. It is Mission Impossible 2. That's it. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Very oh, nice. Oh wait, hold on. The second Google hit, most popular movies and TV shows tagged with keyword finger in cigar cutter. Stranger Things Chapter 4 and Cobra Kai. And that's it. What? Come the I'm fuck on. I'm seeing a recency bias here. Yeah, come on. This is dumb. Did you guys ever watch Cobra Kai? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I also loved it. I didn't think I, I would it. either. Same. First episode, I was like, Okay. And then I kept going. I just fell in love with like how it was as a show. Absolutely. Okay. So the scene where um, Danny, he's at the 
ice rink like after the hockey game yep. and those guys are like hey fuck you and then breaking out of hell by airborne plays yeah. and just beats the hell i'm like why is this so cool dude that is exactly the right question why is this so cool because it would be <laughs> the easiest thing in the world to make that dumb to be fair it's not like a brilliant show but it doesn't feel generally forced right yeah. like they took this fucking thing from the 80s which by the way i was like a huge karate kid fan i was from new jersey like Daniel LaRusso, you know, yeah. and now I've moved to Los Angeles like Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. Dang. I used to do karate in grade school like Daniel LaRusso. I was terrible at it and a complete disaster, unlike Daniel LaRusso. So that's where the similarities end. But anyway, when Karate Kid came out, I was like taking karate lessons in New Jersey. I was like, oh my God, this is like made for me. And I could not have been more into it. I saw, you know, first three, it was like the greatest thing ever. So them bringing it back. Now, look, I haven't watched this movie in probably 30 years, maybe more. But I was like, hey, how subtle could it be? I'm probably going to kind of remember the bullet points. But I was just so impressed. It was funny. It's great to see Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, you know, all these original guys that are back. Just great. Start to finish. Yeah, I love how it makes you question the validity of the Miyagi dog. Yes, completely. The further it goes, because you're like, is it you know? And that's really cool. Like it has like that weird cheesiness to it. Absolutely. That I hated at first. And that was the reason why I thought I wouldn't like it. Yep. And then I kept watching it and I was like, no, that's like my favorite part about it. It's such a cliche, but they do it mm. so well where they make the good guys less good and the bad guys less bad. Right. Yeah. And they make everyone a human being instead of kind of a caricature. But also, believably, like William Zabka, what would that Johnny character be like if he was like, however the fuck old these guys supposed to be, 50-something? Like, his life kind of sucks right now. He peaked in high school, and what the hell is he doing? It's very plausible, and he does a great job with it. And all the kids are awesome, too. Like, I'm really impressed with the teenagers or, you know, however old those guys are, maybe 20-something. I thought they were all great. Isn't it like a school of rock situation? Don't they all have to like know karate? I would imagine probably at least somewhat, right? Yeah. They're doing like some crazy shit. Yeah. Like they're doing flips. And like, I think it was the same casting process for uh, the school of rock. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They had to know the instrument too. Yeah. Those kids definitely had to be able to play, right? They shred. Oh. Probably one of my favorite movies growing up. So good. The DVD came with like an hour hour and a half long thing and then like the special features it's jb jack black there's this whole bit in there where he's in a drive-thru he's like i got an eight and then he like gets like a surf and turf deluxe with an orange soda Mm -hmm. he goes to mcdonald's and gets like a fish sandwich and a quarter pounder (laughs) two quarter pounders and like in between and he's like vegetables and he pulls out the fries he's like fries (laughs) but like the kid that played zach like actually played on that movie like what you're hearing is actually him which is kind of cool Generally, it hasn't completely held up, but it's still a pretty great movie. Yeah, I think sentimentally, it's wonderful. I mean, at least for me, but... And young Jack Black also is, like, untouchably great, right? Like, from... (laughs) So true. (laughs) You know, Tenacious D era through probably a couple years after School of Rock. Just, like, home run after home run, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, even High Fidelity. I do have a story about Jarek. Well, I am all ears. <laughs> Honestly, from the second we met Jarek, when we first started working with Jim, we just like hit it off. And, you know, he's fucking nerd like we are. So it was yeah, just like, rolls. boom. And on the last tour that Viper Club did, which was like last November, our bass player got sick. 
So we had to cancel San Diego because we had a van breakdown in New Mexico, which is a whole story that I have to tell on this. I want to get into that. Hold on. Let me crack a sweet water. This might be loud because I'm going to do it right into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. There we go. Wow. It actually spewed everywhere when I did that. (laughs) Clip that, clip that, clip that. Yeah, I I shouldn't have rubbed it first. Just like most of my body parts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's my catchphrase. People say that about most of my body. So we were playing a show at the Whiskey A Go-Go with Marcy Playground, that mm-hmm. tour. And we were like, shit, like, what are we going to do? We don't have a bass player and we're kind of effed right now. So I called like everyone here. They're like, oh, I can't do it. And then I just like, I'll call Jarek. He lives in LA. Like, it'll be easy. So I call him. And he's like, what's up, man? And like, picks up the phone. It's like 10. At- Great Jarek. That was a very good Jarek. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, um, Yeah. Yeah, send me the folder of your songs and I'll see what I can do. By midnight, he had learned half of them. And I was like, oh my God. And we got there. So we got to LA the next day. And he booked us this practice place. Goat. Absolute goat. Absolutely. Absolute goat. And he booked us this practice space. We go in. We ran the songs, what, Nate? Like once? Yeah, I don't think we did anything more than once. Yeah, we're like, that's good, man. Like he just killed it. Like killed it. And then... We did the show at Whiskey, and I still have videos of it. Like, he's just, like, on stage going, like, berserk. And I had never seen Jarek do that. Like, it was so awesome. Please send us. Oh, yeah. We I've never seen see. Jarek go berserk musically. I've seen him, like, beat people up big yeah. time. Because he has a short fuse, that guy. <laughs> and he is willing to go the distance, <laughs> if you know what I mean. right hook on it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Marcy Playground felt his thunder that day, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when he played that show because he dropped in the group chat that Marcy Playground was there and then Brian didn't know who they were. Still don't. (laughs) I smell sex and candy. Yeah, how do you not know that song? Yeah, I still don't know Marcy Playground. (laughs) I I couldn't name a single other song by them, but it's iconic. That show was hilarious. So we had a seven-song set and for five songs in a row, everyone stood in the audience like, Yep. Like the whole time. (laughs) And we were like, okay. And so we're going and like, (laughs) it was the most people in LA we had ever played to. And we weren't tilted. We were just excited. We were like, cool, this will be a good crowd. It was not for like five (laughs) songs. And then we got to like this one song we have that's not out. It's called Retweet. And it's like very heavy and just like, and Jarek, that was the one he specifically went berserk on. I love and it. Yeah. We're like kicking in the song and I'm like, how y'all feeling? They're like, fuck you. And I'm like, all right. And so we're like, turn around to Nate and Nate goes, Ba-da-da-da-da. and I turn around and everyone's just fucking like slinging elbows. <laughs> awesome. on the and I was like, what the hell? And like, it was insane. One of my favorite turnarounds ever, but it was just really funny because we tried so hard. Like our guitar player, Gianni and I were like up on the speakers at whiskey mm-hmm. and like, a couple people were like into it, like from here and then like from here back, they were just like F you. And we were like, okay. And then that song was just like everyone and like people on the rafters were like, okay, they're, they're, they don't suck that bad. We were committed though. Cause we were, yeah. we weren't staying the night. We were driving back that night. So we were like, yeah, we got to make this Damn. happen. We got to make yeah. it happen. Marcy playground folks. Nice or total assholes? Be honest. We never met never them. Met him. Never met them. So upstairs, there's the green room. It's above. And there's two like artist rooms for like the little shits, you know? Yep. And then they have like the big one for like the headline. So they obviously like had their door closed. Cool. It's whatever. Like obviously been in that situation before. So it wasn't surprising. 
But like, I don't know Marcy Playground well enough to know what member exactly walked by me. But all I know is it was like him and like two other people and they walked in that door. And so they walk up and like, I didn't really, again, know it was anyone from Marcy Playground. I was like, hey man, what's up? He's like, okay. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. And I turned and he just like went in. But it was funny because like, it started thinning out after like we played and then like the band after us played and then it like kind of thinned out and they hadn't played yet. So it was like (laughs) kind of funny to me. (laughs) Getting big timed. (laughs) I don't know, dude. Like I understand like there's a million people backstage, not quite sure who's who. Like you have a limited amount of emotional bandwidth to burn. So I get it. However, also, you know, every time I've toured, it's been with opening acts that I know. So they're like friends, but I don't know. I feel like at least a courtesy, like, hey, what's up? Thanks for being here is the bare minimum of what you can do if you're in that band. Absolutely. I personally have the personality where like I will go and go socially until I'm just like, okay, I need to like not talk to anyone for a month. And then I'd like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that people have different social tolerances than I do. So it's like if I say hi to someone, they don't give me like crazy energy. I'm not gonna be like, that guy's an asshole. I'll just be like, oh, okay. Well, and especially when you're on tour, like sometimes yeah. you need to save it for the fucking stage. Totally. Maybe that it is the voice, maybe it's just the vibe or whatever. But I totally get I can't actually see anybody right now because I've been on a bus for six weeks and I want to die. And if I yeah exert any more emotional energy, I'm going to collapse. So mm-hmm. I'm saving it for the stage. I do totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. But like, just a high, like howdy, just like, you know, like whatever. <laughs> just okay is such a devastating yes. answer to what's up. I know. I'd be much happier <laughs> yes. than he said, like, fuck off. Cause that would have been way funny. Like I would have actually laughed if I was like, Hey yeah. man, he's like, fuck off. I'd be like, all right, that's funny. Like, <laughs> Cool. I always do try to say hi to people on chat because I, I like socializing backstage. I like seeing who's back there. But I feel like what I would do if I couldn't do it is start explaining, hey, look, I'm real sorry and I'm going to be on in a minute. Like, I just can't do it right now. And then that would take a 20 minutes to complete the explanation, by which point we should have just had the conversation already. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear this New Mexico story. Oh, my God. I love fucked up tour stories. So this is what Green Room, the movie, was based on. Yeah, this is what Green Room movie was based on. So Nate got this van before that tour. And you guys are tempting fate with your surname and getting a van. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. (laughs) We are tempting fate. And this van is like a Chevy. It's a 90 Chevy G20. Yeah. It's cool. You know, could have gotten something more recent, but (laughs) actually, no, I I couldn't Uh have. For our budget and like how good that engine was in that thing, that was just. Our option. Honestly, any van made after 1991 isn't a real van. (laughs) True. (laughs) We went from Colorado, and then we were going to come back to Phoenix and play San Diego, LA, Tucson, Flagstaff. That was like the last four, right? Mm -hmm. So we got all the way to Colorado. Everything's fine. And so we leave Colorado at like 7 in the morning. And I'm driving... Everything's good. Got to get out of Colorado traffic, which is like a bitch and a half, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. Because of the boulders that are just because of the boulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just, there's actually a guy throwing them at you too. <laughs> it's a real Donkey Kong situation. <laughs> real Donkey Kong situation. So we get, I think I got about three hours down the road and Nate's like, oh, I'll take it for a bit. And I'm like, cool, because I'm tired. And so I hop in the back and Nate and our bass player, Carl, I'll get up front. And I think you guys drove for like, 
two hours, probably. I mean, if you're going to have a guy named Carl in the front of a van, Fuck that's him. some tension right there that's going <laughs> to cause a problem. I could have predicted this. In the Vanderpaul van? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of psychic energy that's kind of building to a head here. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more because they pulled up for gas mm-hmm. at this, oh, fuck, it was like Wagon Mount. New Mexico, no one fucking lives there. And so we pull off to this gas station. We get gas, everyone goes inside, like shits all over the walls, and then we come back out. And so after we all get back in the van, Nate's like, all right, let's keep it going. And he starts up the van. It's like, (laughs) that's what I said. Exactly. (laughs) I could tell. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Won't go. Right. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Maybe it's a battery issue. Let's like wait it out for a sec. Like, we'll go. We're like, what the fuck? And so at this point, we start freaking out. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck to do. And wait, you have a show that night, like you're heading towards the next show? We were heading to San Diego from there. We were going to stop in Phoenix because we had one day off, which is the drive day we were on. So go home. Go home, yeah. And then we go to San Diego and finish the tour up. So not knowing what the fuck to do. So I walk in the gas station and I'm like, hey, do you guys have like a phone number for like a tow company or something? And this... One lady is like, yeah, they're like I'll get that for you. And this other guy that works there is like, no, don't fucking use them. They're going to charge you up the ass. And I was like, okay, well, who else do we use? He's like, I don't know, but don't use fucking them. And I was like, you're not helping. <laughs> Helpful, like, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was like pissed and flustered. So I literally looked at him and I was like, you're not helping me at all. And then he was like, well, I'm just trying to save you a couple bucks. I was like, I'm just trying to get <laughs> home. Like, Not to mention... No phone service. Yeah, zero. Right, of course. Couldn't send a text because, you know, like new phones, like as soon as you don't have like 5G, it just doesn't work. I think we had like 3G. That's how bad that was. We couldn't <laughs> even make a phone call. That reminds me of a Josh Gondelman joke slash tweet, which was, quote, the only 5G I'm interested in is a ghost. So I've always good. really liked. Anyway. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I might have said more than five G's when I said that, because I'm sure someone's counting. I said six. I said six. Fuck. Canceled. Canceled. Jared, delete this episode. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting in touch with the, the tow company. This guy's like, don't fucking use them. And I was like, okay, fuck you. So I used them. And then I called a mechanic in Santa Fe. And I called like three different mechanics and this one in particular that I called. Such It was like 5 p.m. too, which is like, national mechanic yep. shop closing time. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> and so this guy's wife picks up the phone from the mechanic shop. I explained the whole situation to her. She's like, hold on a second. Let me get my husband. He's like the head mechanic here. Like mm-hmm. he can talk to you about it. And so he picks up the phone. Name is Rudy. Big shout out to Rudy. Coolest man ever. You'll soon find out why. And so I was like, Hey man, like, here's the situation. The guy diagnosed, like, the entire van right there on the phone. Like, not wow. FaceTime, just over the phone. He was like, awesome. yeah, it's like a bad fuel pump or whatever. Exactly what it was. And I was like, well, I'm trying to get my guys home. A part of the car I didn't even know existed until you yeah. said the word fuel Same. pump. Yeah. Same. So I was like, hey, if I pay you, like, a little extra, will you stay late and, like, let us get towed to you? Because he knew the towing company because he had had people towed to him before, mm-hmm. which is begs the question if it was a setup or not but either way like someone just messed up our fuel pump and then yeah some guy walks through with like a blow dart guy and he goes <laughs> while you're in the store right it was the guy who told you not to call that company yeah yeah, yeah. he's like it's a it's a set yeah he had 30 minutes to get on the ground and pull my fuel tank off real quick yeah. <laughs> 
he gets his voice changer, goes in the back, picks up the call. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the tow truck finally shows up. This guy agrees to have the van show up and he's going to fix it for us, right? So my guitar player had to get home for something the next day. I forget what it was. So they ended up getting a rental car. He had a test. Okay, wait, did you say he had a test? Yeah. For like college. Okay. Yeah, cool. college. Yeah. I thought you maybe you, I don't know, like a, a blood test. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're late to the blood test, they take all of your blood. Then they just put a bunch of tested positive four things in there just to spite you. <laughs> okay. Tow truck driver shows up. He gets out. <laughs> Gangly dude. And he's like, I only have room for two of you. And we were like, what? And he's like, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he goes yeah, inside. Yes. His name is Stan. We all pile in. I'm sitting up in the front. That wasn't even the first thing he said, though. The first thing he said, because I walked up to him, I was like, hey, how's it going, man? And he's like, hell of a lot better than you. And he put his like, <laughs> hands on his hips and started laughing at us. He's like, y'all just out here. You don't know where you are. <laughs> awesome. This is straight up the first 20 minutes of a horror movie. Yeah. Just wait till we start driving. It got even worse. And so (laughs) I sit up front with him and like the van is on top. The guys are crunched back there like sardines. And so before he even throws that shit in reverse, he gets like the vanity mirror and he pulls down a pack of orange slices, like the candy. Uh (laughs) And he looks over and he's like, y'all like orange slices? And we're like, "Uh, no, we're good, man. He's like, all right, and just puts them down and starts <laughs> shoveling orange slices in his mouth. <laughs> and so he uh-huh. like throws it in reverse. We start going down the highway. So the tow truck caps out at 85. Yeah. This man was going 85 and a half. The needles the, the meter like, was like going the whole, like yes, the whole way. And as we're driving like through the twisty mountains of New Mexico, he's like, yeah, I actually just dropped off about, I don't know, about 35 pounds of weed down there in Pueblo, Colorado. The other one trying my weed. It's really good shit. He's in the middle of the lanes. He's yeah. like driving over the yellow line. It's like a two-lane highway. He's trying to sell us weed. And it's a two-hour drive to Santa Fe. He's like, I mean, that's what they say. When they try Stan's weed, they're like, that's some good shit. They say it every time they try it. Why wasn't Smokey and the Bandit about a weed delivery instead of a fucking Coors delivery? It's called Smokey. Right. That should have been a truck full of weed. Totally. This man would have driven the fucking truck, man. Yeah. So he, he dropped off like pounds and pounds of weed like everywhere. The whole time he's trying to get us to like buy weed from him. <laughs> he's talking about like the quality of his product. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, you can go to a dispensary and they're going to charge you up the ass, put all that tax on there, all that bullshit. I'll get yeah. you the same price, but I'll get you better weed. And I was like, you are not cutting me a deal. Like you, you just said you <laughs> me more for like the same thing. Can I pause you for just a moment, Jack? Your voice work has been stellar. Oh, thank you. Episode. I love the, the impressions. Episode. Like really great. Keep it going. Thank you. I grew up mimicking the TV. So, <laughs> so he's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's good. Oh shit. Hold on a minute. And then like he pulls up his phone, puts on the dashboard. He's like, my girlfriend's calling me. And they like his yeah. click. Her name is Babe in his phone. <laughs> it was a FaceTime. It, it wasn't even a phone call. It was a FaceTime. Answers the FaceTime. Ball driving. Yeah. He doesn't have like a phone stand. He's just like holding it. Like that. The whole time. He's like, yeah, yeah. I got a band back here. Check him out. Yeah. yeah. Just stuck the like his phone like right in my face too. And I was like, hi, babe. Yeah. <laughs> What he say? He's like, you know, I just met the love of my life, and she's like, kind of a freak about it, but uh, and like just talking up his wife and shit. And I was like, are you trying to like pawn that off? That confusing at a point because I was like, 
you want me to buy the weed or like take your wife to Red Lobster? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the steaks? What was he talking about with the steaks? Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot about that. (laughs) So like in the midst of him talking about weed and his wife or whatever, he's like, oh, down there at that rest stop, they got this steak. I think it's like a 16 ounce sirloin. It's down there. It's good. Hold on. At the rest stop. At the rest stop. (laughs) And he like pulls out his phone. He's like, hold on a minute. And he's driving and he starts going like this. He's like, (laughs) he goes through his camera roll. Two-handing, like, like going down the highway, eighty-five yeah. needle is flipping out, and he's like driving with oh, his knees at this point. And then he like does the thing where he like shows me the picture, and he like, yeah, he like, does, <laughs> like while he, I'm like, I got it, I'm fine. It's a steak. It's a picture of a steak. It's a steak, and yeah. it was the shittiest right. picture of a steak I've ever seen in my life. Like it was so bad. It looked like <laughs> like he took the picture on his DS. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. So bad. Like, and I was like, that looks pretty good. And he's like, these guys want to get a look at it. And he was like, getting a like, whole band, like, look at my steak. Oh my God. He's like, oh, and I got these mashed potatoes they put with it, and they're so good. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you got to see the picture of the mashed potatoes. And then he like goes <laughs> This man just like took a picture like of his whole meal. I remember this moment too, because whenever he started talking about like the sides and stuff, he had other pictures of the sides. And I remember like that's when I looked at the road and he's in the middle of both of the lanes. There's like a car like slowing down behind us because they don't know what's gonna happen. And as he's trying to scroll through, he shifts the steering wheel to his knees and then he grabs another pack of orange slices and he's trying to open it with like one hand and his teeth while he has the phone. Oh my God. Just insanity. The man is insane. And then, yeah. So we finally get to where we're going. Rudy comes out, super nice guy. Like not only fixed the van, but also showed us like everything that we would ever need to know on the van. Like gave us fuses, gave us water. It took so much of his time. Like the other guys, they went to the airport to get their stuff and go home. So it was just Nate and I. So Nate and I are now responsible for getting this van home. Right. This is all the people, the guy said, don't use these guys. Yeah. They were like, don't use that guy. I was like, this is the best story I have from (laughs) Dorn. The best thing that's ever happened. Besides the one time I met a mafia boss in New Jersey. That was even funnier. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Mm-hmm. That guy real quick. He <laughs> was talking to all of us. He's like, he's like, yeah, no, I actually, uh, me and Netflix were actually talking about doing a thing. And um, <laughs> he opens Facebook Messenger and he's acting like he's going to call Netflix. He's like, watch this. And he's like, because we had a guy that was with us that was Puerto Rican. He's like, hey, are you Puerto Rican? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I can tell. And he's like, he's like, watch this. I'm going to get Netflix on the phone right now. There's 10 of us standing around him with his phone open. Yeah. He calls this random ass number. Like it had like a name that started with a D and had like a couple X's in it or whatever. And we were all just kind of looking around like, okay, here goes Netflix. We're like really hoping somebody answers. Like really. And some guy's like, oh, Netflix. He's like, hey, it's Netflix going on. What's up? Yeah. Eh, forget about it. It's a Netflix. Yeah. Franklin, we were just talking about you yeah. here at Netflix, The Office. He's Joey from Netflix. What do you need? Yeah. You can hear a jackhammer in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like... Oh, let me step into my office. There's a meat grinder in the back. It's like a fan, like buzzing. Oh my God. uh, It's just my AC. Don't worry about it. It's hot in Los Angeles, you know. Or I just got a PlayStation 4. Los Angeles. He's like, he's like, ah, my boss actually loves watching Coco Melon, so that's why you can hear it in the background. (laughs) He's like, it's not my kid, though. It's my boss. But uh, yeah, so that guy, whole other story. But um, Rudy helps us like fix up the whole van. 
So Nate and I are like, all right, sayonara, like nine o'clock. And we had to drive like, I think it was what, Nate, like seven or eight, nine hours back to Arizona. 14 from Denver to Phoenix. And we had knocked out five of the hours. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And then we had a four hour hold up after that too, by the time all that was over with. So we ended up getting the van home. We stopped, I think three times for gas that I remember because they were like terrifying. Like the first time we stopped, like Nate like goes to turn it on. It's like, I was like, put it in drive and go. I think we were in Gallup. Yeah. That was one that had the casino in there. And then everyone was inside the casino. They're like, Sandy, good to see you. Like a truck stop (laughs) casino. Oh, I love a truck stop (laughs) casino. You know, the odds in those slots are not working in your favor. (laughs) I don't think the odds in your life are working in your favor either. I'm like, that's probably true. But you can get a hell of a good steak. Oh, yeah. You can't get a hell of a rest stop. Potatoes on the side. (laughs) I saw a picture one time. (laughs) So did you make it? We made it. I don't know how. We realized we didn't have water and we thought we might break down again. I think it was like an hour and a half from Santa Fe to Gallup. That or we just drove really fast. I feel the need to fact check you, but I'm not going to. (laughs) It was just Nate and I in the van. Yeah. It was like 11 at that time. And we're like, man, if we break down again, like we got a whole lot of desert and we have no water. Yeah. So we went in, we grabbed a bunch of water, totally filled the van up. The van is old enough to where it has an oil pressure gauge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I start the van up and then that gauge is just like slapping. You know what I mean? It's going crazy. It's idling weird. It had a new fuel filter, the van that was like what needed to be replaced. It's like such a stupid thing Mm -hmm. to break down for. But, you know, all that fuel is just like coagulating and you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. And it's idling. Like it's literally just going... And I'm just sitting there in park and I'm like, Jack, do you think oh and Jack's like, put it in drive, go put it in drive, hit the gas, yeah. hope for the best, punch yeah. it. And we just yeah. cheesed it. He lowered his sunglasses from his forehead, <laughs> winked at you and said, punch it. We made it home and then we were supposed to have another tour in Texas and had to actually end up canceling it because we realized the van was like this close to exploding. <laughs> oh my God. We had a, a catalytic converter, which makes the story even better because Nate and I drove a bomb home. <laughs> it was a rear differential. That would have been bad if that would have blown up on the road. Yeah. Yeah. This Wages of Fear remake really went off the rails. Yeah. Did I have a latent talk on the show or maybe Jack and Nate, Danny ever tell you about we were driving back from the desert from Palm Springs with twerp. We shot for a cover of everybody wants to roll the world. I drove, I was the one driving a giant RV out to Palm Springs and then back. And on the way back, we're like driving it's dusk slash night. I can't quite remember. It wasn't completely dark. Traffic is kind of stopped and we see a car pulled off on the road on fire. That's us. And we were like, "Uh uh-oh. And it's like, there's flames coming out of it. We're like, what's going on with this? And just as the RV passes, the car blows up. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yo! And I'm not even kidding. We're like passing by it, and it goes, (laughs) (laughs) And and there was no one in it. Like, people clearly had scattered at this point. But everyone in in the the Winnebago was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It was this, you know. Just as we were passing Damn, it, dude. this thing, it went from being on fire to 
having exploded. It was <laughs> oh my nuts. god, that is yeah. insane. God, to be a fly on the wall in that Winnebago and witness twerp react to that, I'm incredibly yeah. jealous. Well, we told him it happens all the time in America. It's not a big deal. We're just kind of <laughs> used to it. I saw a car fire one time. It, it was a van. I never saw it explode, but it did explode. It was on the 4th of July. Someone's firework Ugh. went right in the window. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. That's awful. What a horrible, scary right. thing. We should move on to segments. Speaking of here. horrible, scary yes. things. Yes, we have two segments in this show. The first segment is our pop culture recommendation segment, where you get to talk about anything that's been tickling your fancy recently. Maybe it's a book, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a video game, maybe it's even some music. Could be your own music, could be someone else's music. It doesn't have to be my music, although I certainly wouldn't mind it. (laughs) But it could be anything that you've been enjoying. Uh, The name of this segment is called What's Poppin'? And it has a theme song that Layton doesn't like me to play here, so I don't play it. We typically insert it in post, which I do as a conciliatory gesture towards my co-host. What did I do to you, Brian, this week? What did I do to you? What are you doing to me? I believe is the question that you want to ask. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Brian. What? We talked about this in therapy. Yeah. Okay. I don't acknowledge that we go to therapy, by the way. I acknowledge that we are in the same room for an hour once a week, but I wouldn't call it therapy. I'm bringing this recording to Dr. F. Are you fucking kidding me? She's going to lose her goddamn mind. She's going to be on my side for once. Quote, unquote, Dr. F. I haven't seen any degrees. As an alpha male, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Alphas don't go to therapy. No. Alphas just get over it. This episode sponsored by Better Health. <laughs> <laughs> now, are we actually in therapy? I guess the listeners will just have to figure it out for themselves. <laughs> Based on our dynamic on this show. <laughs> yes. So here's the theme song. Okay. Great. Should I try playing it in this new version? Zencaster updated and it's scaring me. I think Dr. F would be really excited <laughs> if you played it for them. Yeah. I think it would be big progress. We're going to try it. We're going to try to actually play it. Here we go. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Oh, it didn't play the giant fart sound <laughs> at the end that we always put there. It's like a real juicy wet one, too. Oh, <laughs> In 132 episodes, I think this is maybe the second time ever you have actually played the song for the guests, and the first time was like last week. There's literally no way that's true. <laughs> I'm honored. Personally. So what do you think about it? Do you like it? I thought it was wonderful. Is there any way I can save that like to my phone? Here, you know what? I can play it again. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Cool. Did you get it? Here, here it is again. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, just one more time. Oh, now I'm remembering the other times that you've played the song for the guests. I probably didn't do this or exactly this. No, you've definitely never done this exact bit of repeatedly playing it every time somebody starts to say <laughs> that something be, before. That would That's be, never happened. That it would, would be, be dumb to do that twice. It would be a really dumb <laughs> yeah. bit to do that twice on the same show. Well, Brian, do you say what's popping on it too? Okay. What's popping? What's popping? Now, this is where you would probably want to listen for the other person <laughs> saying what's popping right there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear it? I'm sorry. I think I talked over it by accident. Yeah. So there you go. What's poppin'? That one was Layton. Okay. What's poppin'? That one was me. That one was also Layton. Oh, what's the progression on the end? 
it sounds like Phrygian. I can't tell. Yeah, it, it's Phrygian double flat minor. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's a. You know, what, never mind. Yeah, I was going to extend this bit, but I don't <laughs> like extending bits beyond their natural kind of lifespan. This is progress. Right? You've been doing the worksheets. <laughs> What's popping? <laughs> What's popping? Yeah, it's Phrygian for sure. There we go. It's <laughs> yes. It's mad Phrygian. <laughs> Brian, what's popping? Actually, I want to bring in a guest to tell you what's been popping for me. One sec. Whoa. Hi, Odds. Here. Hi. How you Howdy. doing? Tell everybody about the channel we've been watching together. <laughs> the engineering channel. You can talk. Can you hear? Talk, 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 talk. What? What channel? Oh, my <laughs> you can't talk about this? Why? Can you just tell everyone about what a fun channel it is? You really don't want to. Okay, you can go. Audrey, I love you. All right. Bye, Audrey. <laughs> you cannot me. What? You cannot me. Why didn't you want to say anything? I just don't. Okay. Oh. Well, that failed. <laughs> Way to exploit your child for content, Brian. <laughs> well, I was going to have her describe a very popular YouTube channel, which I didn't know about, that she and I have been watching together, which is Mark Rober's engineering channel. This guy's like 20-something million subscribers. He's hugely popular. I'd never heard of him before. Hmm. He's the guy who did uh, Squirrel Maze and Glitter Bomb, you know, for package thieves and stuff oh, like that. Oh, gotcha. So I don't know anything about this dude except that she found, like, an interesting-looking video, which I watched a few moments of to verify that it was child-friendly. And he's a really interesting dude who builds cool stuff and seems to believe in science and use a scientific <laughs> method for scientific things. So it's like a fun engineering channel that we're able to watch together. And it is equally interesting for me. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I see why you like this. How to measure how much pee is in your pool. You know, I guess in my case, I just need to know the volume of my pool. <laughs> right. Because I keep a pool fully stocked with urine for drinking purposes. I'm trying to get Mike's hard to get into uh, Mike's hard piss. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's the move. Piss and syrup. Yeah. Yeah. All natural, baby. That's a great idea. Yeah. So anyway, Mark Rober, that's what's popping for me. New YouTube channel I've been watching with my kid who refused to say anything about it. I don't know if you could see what she was doing, but she was going like this. She, was, she wasn't even aspirating. She was just moving her mouth. She did a big whisper, but like we all could hear it. Yeah. What channel? <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a nice what's popping. Yep. Thanks. It's popping for you, Jack. For me, mostly money, success. But <laughs> That's why we're jumping on the Viper Club bandwagon. Yeah. This podcast today. I hate the player, <laughs> I guess. Um, Every time I say it, and maybe other people get this, or I've said this to you too, I'm about to say Viper Room, and then I switch it. We've had a lot of people be like, oh, your band's called Viper Room. And then after I beat the shit out of them, I'm like, yes. no, it's Viper Club. Well, that's why I didn't say it. That's <laughs> no. why I didn't say it. Because I, <laughs> I have to preserve what's up here. Right? No, and I'm not good at fighting at all. So well, I'm really good at it. I know. That's why I wouldn't even <laughs> attempt it. Yeah, you wouldn't. I'd, I'd fucking try. tear you down before you got within six down. feet of me. <laughs> I tried to fight Jim one time and he killed me. And then probably back to life. Oh, Jim Roach? Yeah. He knows Crave Mega. Yeah, he can kill you with that. <laughs> <laughs> <Crave>. Yeah. <laughs> What's popping for me? 
been listening to a lot of BTS lately. Talk about BTS. I don't think we've ever had anyone what's pop a BTS. Okay. Admittedly, I do like the song Butter. I think it's a heater, personally. Mm-hmm. I like everything musically. Pretty much the same. I'll listen to like Petrol Girls and then I'll listen to like BTS, mm-hmm. you know. Petrol Girls actually is a really cool riot punk band. They have this one song called Touch Me Again. It's just like, it's very cool, like feminist punk music. Like, it's very sick. Rad. Girl boss. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. But like, BTS is very interesting to me because it's like, (laughs) it's. it's, (laughs) Like, I like how many people know it's a plant. That's just wild to me. Like, Mm -hmm. that, that works like that. And they have like that little, like, snow globey thing mm-hmm. i'm not a snow globey thing i like one song guys okay <laughs> did you say that as a joke originally well yeah i did okay. we try not to do bits or jokes on the show so if you could keep it more serious we're pretty serious yeah i thought i was doing really well for like the first hour and a half and then i feel like it, the wheels just came off i'm sorry i'm not gonna address that one way or the other yeah um fuck now i'm nervous um here i, I have something that i can do to uh what do you think What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Um. What's poppin'? <laughs> What's poppin'? I've been replaying Spider-Man PS4 quite a bit. What's poppin'? Oh, really? Yeah. I I have a hot take about the game. What's poppin'? Go off. All right. Well, actually, I'd like to talk about Grand Theft Auto V and how much I hate that game. <laughs> sure. Great. <laughs> An anti-pop. Play the What's Poppin' theme song backwards. I, first of all, Spider-Man PS4 version is fantastic. It's a great game. Love it. I'm also like big Breath of the Wild fan. By the way, sorry, just to interrupt you real quick. I think that would be Nip Hop Strop is What's Poppin'. Backwards. Backwards, yeah. Nip Hop. Nip Hop. Pop it backwards is Nip Hop. Nip Hop. Nip hop star. <laughs> Wait, can you play the thing backwards? The theme song? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's poppin'? <laughs> What's poppin'? <laughs> oh my god. You go to patreon.com slash late night for more now fun. That's video humor. Oh hell yeah. Gags. Why do you hate Grand Theft Auto V? I think it's an awful, like, game. Like, the three protagonist thing does not work personally. It just gets very, like, dry. They ended up with three very lackluster plot lines rather than just having, like, one really good character and just having a really good plot. I feel like it's all, like, very visual and showy. And just, like, we made this awesome kind of not really open world game and, like, Blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm a big hater on Grand Theft Auto V, so I could go on about that. But Me too, kind of. I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man PS4. That's what's popping to me. Cool. Fuck yeah. Nate, what's popping? Guitar Hero 2 for PlayStation 2. That's what's popping. Oh, shit. Yeah. Look at that. Hell a real yes. musician is popping a Guitar Hero. Talk to us. I've been practicing. I five-starred the whole main set list on Expert. Look at you. Wow. I like it a little more than Guitar Hero 3 because the songs are a little more deep cutty. Like Guitar Hero 3 has a lot of like hits, you know, but on two, there's like a Primus song in the main set list. There's a Wolf Mother song. I mean, not that they're not like 
famous bands. A lot of people would have never heard of Wolf Mother. They're crate diggers for some people, you know what I mean? Which makes it really cool. And there's like a Guns N' Roses song. There's an old Kiss song. There's a Pretender song on there. Sorry, I have to interrupt real quick. I heard John Worcester of The Best Show, one of my favorite things, recently describe Kiss. Tom Sharpling, the host, was like, Worcester has the best Kiss description. Get in here and, and say it. And he described Kiss as these guys are literal superheroes, some of whom are from outer space, and yet all their songs are about their girlfriends being mad at them. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was amazing. Second only to, and I wish I could remember whose description of Kiss this was, was a bunch of Jews dressed as monsters, (laughs) which is also accurate and fun. Did you guys ever play the Guitar Hero Nintendo DS game that had the attachment? On tour. On tour? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember... Was the fucking best. Are you gonna be my girl? Was on that one, and then I would rock out a little too hard. And then the <laughs> problem with that game, there was one glaring issue with that game: that the buttons were the only peripheral, and they and then they gave you like another uh, stylus that was shaped the like pick. a yeah, like a pick. And then you'd plug the buttons into the Game Boy cartridge thing on the bottom, and then you had like a hand strap. But if you got a little too into it. Like if it just barely disconnected the thing from the Game Boy cartridge, it would pause the game and then you couldn't just like resume it. You had to literally restart the game. Oh, oh, that yeah. sucks. Wow. Oh, That's a shit. design flaw. so bad. I don't think that ever happened to me, but I was rocking out hard to No Doubt Spiderwebs though, mm. which is like the longest. It had a cool set list. It Okay Go. That's right. I remember that being in the ad. It did? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's surprising to me. Oh. That had a really like cool like alt set list, I remember. Now I want to buy the little thingy because I still have my original OG DS. Oh, shit. You should. Honestly, Guitar Hero, I feel like it's so good. It's probably not, or maybe it's not. I don't know enough about this. I think it's legit good. I feel like it's really good for like my brain because like I'll take a break throughout the day and just like play a couple songs. Uh, it's so it's so like stimulating. I don't know. I used to do that all the time. Same thing with guitar or rock band too. Like just take a break, play a couple of them. Seriously? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. When I was still an academic, you know, a couple of days I might be working at home, like doing calculations or whatever, and just be like, oh, I gotta get my mind out of math for a minute, and I'd go just do a couple of guitar hero. That's literally me right now. Songs and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's math, baby. That's so cool. There was DLC for Guitar Hero on tour. The what? Fuck. Yeah, Guitar Hero on tour decades. Two had um, DLC as well. No, no. What you're thinking of? They had TLC songs on there. That was great. I thought that one was going to land harder than I did. Layton, <laughs> uh, what's popping? What's popping for me? Continuing my theme for perhaps the third week in a row of dead baby content. <laughs> DBC. What's popping for me is a book called Dance with the Devil by David Bagby. I'm like, I'm really giggly now, which is the worst thing for me to describe. Click. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I clicked it twice and it stopped. There we go. You know that documentary that's considered like the saddest documentary of all time, Dear Zachary? Have any of you seen Dear Zachary? No. Okay, sick. Don't watch it, especially not you, Brian. But I didn't realize that it was based on a memoir slash book. I don't even want to talk about what this is about. Okay, <laughs> was, don't. All it's right. Sad. 
it's one of the most infuriating true crime cases. And anytime people go on Reddit and they're like, hey, ask Reddit, what's the saddest movie of all time? The top coming is always Dear Zachary. Anyway, this book written by the father of... Oh, no. If that's the oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's one weird trick. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I thought it was a really beautifully written book. And I've read a lot of these like high profile surviving family member crime books. And I'm always very interested in them because it's just people being very resilient in the face of the worst possible thing that could happen. Except in this book, it's like the worst possible thing that could happen. And then what if there was something even worse than that? But I just thought it was really beautifully written and insightful and also fucking horrible. So if you value your sanity, don't ever read any of the dead baby shit I recommend. Great. So that's what's popping for me. DBC. Cool, DBC. DBC. (laughs) All right. I think we should do one peach each. I agree that we should do one peach each. For our next segment. But are we also doing lemons? No lemons this week. Mine was going to be about how Twitter deleted all the NSP Twitter drafts. Oh, what? Yeah, that's a bummer. Oh, no. Yeah, like scads of bad and inappropriate jokes that never should have seen the light of day. Now we'll never see the light of day. Well, at least you talked about them like every single week on this show. So in a way, they're preserved. There was one really good one. It was uh, a parody of the lyrics to uh, Daydream Believer, which was like, then I ate a ass, now I'm an ass eater. It was a really good one that I've been waiting on because I couldn't quite get it to scan right. <laughs> yeah, the kids love that song. Look, Daydream Believer legitimately is a great song. Hey, everybody. Look, look, look. I woke up in a cold sweat the other night and I realized that what I said here was wrong. The song that I am parodying is not Daydream Believer. It's I'm a Believer. I'm aware of my mistake. I'm so sorry. They're both great songs. Two great songs. But the song I'm talking about here is I'm a Believer by the Monkees. It is. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that I don't see it blowing up on TikTok, so. No, that's true. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, now it's time for our final segment, which is called One Peach Each, where we each say a cool, good thing that happened that we're excited about or a thing that's going to happen or just generally a capital G, good, capital T, thing, theme song. Brian. (laughs) I was about to call you out for not playing it immediately. Oh my God. (laughs) I'll go first on this one. Go ahead. My peach this week is I am on a dad-daughter trip with my daughter who refused to speak (laughs) into the microphone earlier. We're in Carlsbad, which is a little town just north of San Diego. By the time this episode comes out, we will be back home. But we are having a great time. I took her to Legoland. Do you guys know what NAM is? N-A-M-M? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we went to NAM Global Headquarters because they have the Museum of Making Music there, which I'd heard was great for kids. And it turns out it's got like a bunch of like instruments out there that you can just fucking play. And Audrey played a harp guitar. Do you know what one of those is? No. I know. I'd never heard of this before. Here. Whoa. Oh, Oh, I've seen that. I'd never seen one of these before. So it has six additional strings, which I guess are pre-tuned. I didn't see any way of adjusting the pitch. Mm. Uh, So they're just attached this longer part of the neck, or it's it's like a different thing or something. And you could fucking play one. So Audrey just like went to town 
on. That's right. All, they had banjo, mandolin, a tongue drum, which I'd never heard of before, which looks oh. like a big M&M. And they had a little like scratch table. She did some scratching. It was awesome. And I got to talk to a bunch of people that worked at the NAM Museum who were, guess what? Old white guys. <laughs> It was great. I did learn about Don Lewis and the Live Electronic Orchestra. Just Google this right now. Don Lewis Live Electronic Orchestra. Lewis is L-E-W-I-S. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there it that's is. cool. So this guy pre-MIDI, like, sets up this massive thing so he can do, like, these crazy solo shows. I haven't even heard this thing go, but they had it there. Whoa, like that Skeletron-looking fucker? All of it. Oh, damn. A lot of different shit going on. I love a man who loves a Dremel. I'm seeing Dremels featured prominently. a lot of shit happening there. Yeah, I have to listen to this thing because I don't know what it sounds like. So I went to the NAM Museum. Their front desk is shaped like a grand piano, of course. And then we went boogie boarding. And we're only halfway through. So tomorrow we're going to the San Diego Safari or Wild Animal Park. Not sure what it's called. And then we're going to have another beach day. And it's a great little dad-daughter trip before I abandoned her for a month to go on tour. Ah, I see. Awesome. Yep. So that's my peach. My one peach is that, as mentioned in my peaches last week, saw Father John Misty. Oh, yeah. How was it? Suki Waterhouse at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It was fucking amazing. Fern and I went. We got some wine. We got some cheese. We got some chocolate. We smoked weed after nervously asking a lady if there was any appropriate place to smoke. And she was just like, uh, yeah, wherever. <laughs> which, I felt, <laughs> which I felt horrible about considering it's a cemetery. Yeah. And so we went and found a nice little like area next to a water feature with like a little mausoleum on an island and oh, we yeah. smoked weed. Yeah. And then stepped over and we're like, oh, we just smoked weed on Johnny Ramone's grave. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> but then we realized, like, we took a step over and it was like, oh, who's this next one? Oh, Chris Cornell. Yeah. And then, like, next Whoa. step, and Yelkin. Oh, God. It's all right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that spot. I feel like it's what Johnny would have wanted. That's right. But it was a great show. Father John Misty is such an incredible showman. And also, he, like, played a five-song encore. He was like, oh, we're early. I'll just, like, keep going. And... It was, it, it was just a great, great show. That rules. Wow. So that's my peach. Right. Nice. I guess I'll go next. I am buying a new guitar. Ooh. It's a 90s Fender Jagstang. It's kind of the only cool thing I got going on right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great. But I'm really excited about it. So What color is it? It's red. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's this sweet guitar. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's sexy. I'm looking at pictures of it. It's called a Jagstang. Jagstang, yeah. Kurt Cobain designed it with a Fender. My Google search is uh, turning up a little local uh, music store called Guitar Center that looks like <laughs> it might be in stock at here. <laughs> uh, number of strings, six. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> love it. Love all it, love it. six of them. I plan on getting all six of them. No, oh, you definitely should. If they only give you four or five, definitely take it back and say, hey, guys, like there <laughs> should have been one. six. Yeah, they try to pull that stuff all the time, save money on strings by not giving you all of them. Don't let it happen. Well, I saw it up to five in the warranty, so. That's right, mm. yeah. The F string is usually not covered. Oh, all right. Thanks for the tip. That's <laughs> what I do. Pro to pro. Uh, Jack. <laughs> oh, I'm about to hit 600K on TikTok. Look at you. Whoa. That's awesome. It's been a work in progress for a while. So 
That's very impressive. I did, uh, I'm going to follow you right now. What TikTok of yours popped off the most? I have one with 11.3 million views. Holy shit, dude. That's awesome. What you do in it? It's very particular humor, but it's like mental health emo, like kind of cringe a little bit. What's your TikTok? It's Jackie BC. Mental health emo cringe is uh, my brand. So. Oh, follow back. Oh my God. Now I'm mortified. <laughs> oh my God. You've committed a cardinal faux pas. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. I saw you on my FYP and I was like... Oh shit, Brian's on here. Yep. And I followed oh, thank you. you. You never followed me back. Well, I just, and that's actually why I, I just did podcast today. I posted nothing to TikTok for a year. Thought of one video, put it up. It did really well. And that was several months ago. I haven't done anything since. Yeah. My manager, like two years ago, was like, You should get on TikTok, like just as a joke. It's never been like a oh, like get on there and get big, like kind of thing. And like I just did it for funsies. So I had this one account. I got it up to like 136. Nice. Okay. And then it like got shadow banned or my content just sucked. And so I was like, I'm going to start a new one. So I started a new it's one. It's so hard to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just started a new one. And this one has been like really cool. And then you recorded a thing for a shadow band. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, I did have a point. So a lot of people, whenever Shadow Academy got announced, I would see people that knew me from TikTok that also saw me in Shadow Academy. And that was kind of fun for me. I was like, oh, because I don't ever think of TikTok like that. But recently, I got a job with this company helping them build their social media platform. Yeah, it's taken a weird turn. Music is still my number one, but it's a fun little thing. I think because I don't take it too seriously. So it's like, you know, thought I was your number one. Well, it's not my number one. Thank you. Thank you. That's for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. What's popping? Great. What's, What's popping? Oh, actually, hold on. I wanted to play you about something. Yeah. <laughs> What's popping? What's popping? Man. Just popping. great. There's a song that reminds me of. Is it? That Is it this one? Oh, I know what it reminds What's me popping? of. What does it remind you of? I am number What's one. Popping? Bill is number one. <laughs> Shit. I don't know that song. It's from uh, oh. Lazy Town. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what that is. It's got some sick ska horns in it, bro. Mm. That's what the What's Poppin' theme needs. Also, if anybody at home wants to make the I Am Number One What's Poppin' theme remix, please. Well, please. But I'll, I'll add to the What's Poppin' a guitar just playing upbeats and then some ska horns. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, I, yeah. I can't take this half measure. Oh. I won't stand for it. And we it needs someone, to be all the way. Someone in the background going, pop it up, pop it up. Pop it up, pop it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck this show. I'm so glad we're at the end of this episode so I don't have to deal with you, Brian, until next week in Dr. F's office for her court-mandated anger management. First of all, I'd like to know what court you're referring to. <laughs> uh, but also, again, I don't recognize therapy. This is why it's court-mandated, Brian. I appreciate, uh, Jack, Nate, any guests (laughs) that I can actually have fun with instead of the usual bullshit I phone in every week. I appreciate the opportunity. You only like it when you can be mean to people and waste their time. I like it when I let people have a good time together with me. Yeah. All right, great guys. This was I, I, I'm this, the nicest this, guy I know. This, this I just want to put that was out there. so fun and nice. Not because of Brian, but because of you two. This was great.
Look, it's vacation daddy over here. <laughs> Please come Daddy's back on vacation. You want. That's vacation daddy right there. That's yeah. right. Hey, these buttons, I could unbutton more. I'll do another one right there. There we go. <laughs> now we're talking. We're going to get shadow banned. I used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a rest. Like, it's like back hair, floppy steaks at Trapponis. What's a sloppy steak? Oh, you know, just big old rare cut of meat water dumped all over it. <laughs> I feel bad for the restaurants where that's definitely happening now, right? Because it is absolutely happening. There's another article about a lady going to order a sloppy steak. It's mostly about her being embarrassed about really committing to the bit, but I guess she didn't used to be a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) She did. Chicken salad and (laughs) chickalinis. No, this is pushback. Great. Yeah, guys, thanks. If people want to find you... Uh, You can find our band, Viper Club Band, on Instagram. You can listen to our music. And then go in our comment section on YouTube and tell us fucking sucks. <laughs> it's like le- legitimately, you guys are great. Obviously, you know, you, uh, we've worked together. And look, I don't work with people generally, generally, not always. So there are a few exceptions to this whose stuff I don't like. So the question Fair. is, are you the exception and I'm not telling you or is Layton? <laughs> I kind of like the ride I'm of just not knowing. Dr. F. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm being honest. You guys rule. Your music's awesome. Thank you. I absolutely love it. Incredible musicians and super great guys. Dang. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You're, you too. <sighs> You've always been like a dad to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because of how hard I fucked your mom? <laughs> Bam. Oh. I knew it. As soon as I said that, I just knew I had like opened the fucking garage door. I had to do it. <laughs> God damn. That actually, no, no, sorry. I'm sorry to bring this up at the end of an episode, but I have a philosophical question that I, I've been curious about. Which is the better scenario? Like the right. most acceptable? That when your parents had sex and made you, they came really hard or not at all? Which would you prefer? Came hard as shit, honestly. Yeah. Exactly, right? See, that that to me sounds like the obvious answer. I mean, unless if, like, if I had one purpose, like, if I was born to, like, put stickers on mailers mm-hmm. or something, like, I would just appreciate the transactional approach of, like, there we go, yep. like, kind of the end, high five, maybe. I like to think that I came from a, a climax, not a climinimum. Oh, there we go. See, thank you. A Climaximum. Cl- yeah. By the way, Climaximum is an awesome band name. Someone <laughs> better takes that. Layton, what's your answer to this question? <laughs> My answer to this question is I was grown in a Petri dish. Great. But those cells were coming hard. That's what they do. Yeah. Came so hard, they just kept splitting in half, right? Damn. <laughs> yeah, they don't even have genitalia. It's just cloacas for days. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, cloacas bro. for days. I love it. <laughs> Okay, great. That's the fucking episode. I don't know. See you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Play the What's Poppin' theme, Brian. I lost it. (laughs) Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonNight at gmail.com.